y'all. Welcome back to the Confessions of a Crappy Christian Podcast, a place where you and all of your crap are not just welcome, you're wanted. I'm your host, Blake Guichet, and every week I'm showing up with a new friend to talk about the things we're really great at, the ways Christ fills in the gaps on the things that we're not, and how he has been faithful to make his power perfect in our weaknesses. My hope is that you walk away feeling empowered and not alone in your struggles, and that people sharing their stories pushes you to share yours. All right, let's do this. Today's episode is with Brooke Saylor. Brooke is a writer, artist, gift giver, and also a diaper changer, shoelace tire, and lunch packer. She is the Amazon best-selling author of the book This Thing Called Home and its sequel, Homeless, Making Home Wherever We Go. During our conversation, we cover everything transition, from how to make the best of a difficult season to how God really shows up in the junk. And it's real good. Hey, Brooke, thank you so much for coming on today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. So I just gave like a very generalized introduction of you, but I would love to start us off so that people kind of know who's talking to them for you to just kind of like tell us your story and your journey through transition since that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, totally. So first of all, I am lunch packer, shoelace tire, diaper changer, all that like the rest of you, most of you probably listening to this wife and mom before everything else and daughter of God, first of all. So anyhow, um, our life was very stable, lived in the same place for seven years. And then hello, everything just flipped on its head in a moment's notice. We went to Washington State where my husband is from for six months, lived in a rental house that was fully furnished, had all of our stuff in storage. We moved back. We had to live in a hotel, in an apartment, and now we're back in a house. So (laughs) we just were all over the place. Um, Yeah, that was a it was a very longer than I thought season of transition. Um, But we're on the other side now. So it's really fun to look back and say, hey, I've been there. That was not fun. (laughs) A lot of that. Pretty tough. So yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, that's you, I love that you kind of have, I mean, isn't that essentially what we're all trying to do is like take these hard seasons and reframe them and be able to look back and like mm-hmm. see what God did or is doing a lot of your story that you share about like being in, in transition. I mean, it was like difficult, yeah. especially I, I think you're really open about being somebody that's like, I don't love change Mm-hmm. necessarily and like you were like living in a hotel like struggling mm-hmm. with your circumstances and I love that you share that like it sucked but then yeah. like it was like God was still yeah, no. good <laughs> so we start yeah so I've written two books my second book which is titled we're homeless making home wherever we go that book talks about transition that is for the discouraged mom in transition that was for the discouraged me in transition because mm-hmm. I start the book by saying, oh, man, that was like one of the lowest of lows. Um, We took, I mean, we just got like stuck and nothing really made sense. And the story was like weird. (laughs) So 
um, we, we thought one thing and then that didn't work out. And we landed up, we're hanging at the hotel, trying to figure out like our life decisions. And so that, um, end of the first week that we were there, I took my kids to the grocery store and I had this teeny tiny hotel fridge. And I was like, <laughs> still trying to be meal plan mom <laughs> and <laughs> show up at the grocery store with all four of my kids in tow. And the lady checking us out asked my kids, I haven't seen you guys ever before. What, you know, do you live around here? And my daughter says, oh no, we're homeless. <gasps> and it was like, oh, my oh, heart like my sank God. because it was like, oh my gosh, like it made me cry. It's like bald because I was like, but it was kind of true. I, we had that feeling. I know there's so many, um, I don't want to confuse this. There's so many definitions of legitimate homelessness. Right. But for us, we had that feeling we're super displaced. And I could tell that my kids, you know, were starting to process that. And it was just like, oh my goodness, you know, and you, everything welled up and you like, God, I believe in you, but this is really tricky. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I really love is that you're not glossing over the hard part. Like, you're like it was hard, but like, these are the ways that God mm -hmm. showed up. And so when you were really in it, when like that season of being transition in transition and essentially a definition of homeless, like what do you think was the biggest lie you were believing? Oh man. Um, it doesn't have to be one. <laughs> there were like a bunch that were like oh, winning. <laughs> oh, there's so many. There were so many. Well, number one, it felt like I'm alone. Mm. Like, when we feel discouraged, it's just easy to forget that so many people, number one, are willing to help um, or extend kindness or generosity or empathy or whatever. Um, so I think that that's the hugest lie is like, I'm alone. Mm -hmm. No, you know, and no, or nobody else has ever gone through this ever. before. Or nobody else got ever. stuck. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's ever moved and it didn't work out, you know, right. or whatever. Um, so yes, yeah, so I think that was the lie. I mean, you you might experience loneliness, but but I think that in that I had to get back to you always do have a choice, whether it's to ask for help or receive help or love from other people or just befriend somebody else mm. who needs somebody. Like we kind of make it all about us sometimes yes. in the hard seasons. But that to me was number one. Okay, number two lie was my disappointment was like too big. Mm. And so it was like, it was like, oh, this is so huge. You know how like things that in the moment, it feels so much bigger than it is. And so you're trying to kind of like come down to earth. Right? <laughs> yeah. So it feels like so. Anyway, and I, I, I would say to myself something like, my heart like is going to ache over this for a really long time. I felt like it was never going to end. I didn't know, you know, or just whatever. I would say like this uncertainty will never end. So that, those were all lies. It was about, Number one, the bigness of the disappointment, but then also that it felt like it would never end. But the reality is, is it will end. It will yes. always end. It's always a season because life is full of ups and downs and you are not the only one having a down just because it's down doesn't mean it can't even turn around on a moment's notice, um, which happened too. So, mm -hmm. you know, that <laughs> the entire, so I have a back section of that book and I, Shameless plug, but it is a lie and truth, lie mm. versus truth chart regarding transitions. Oh, and I'll wow. read down through the list of lies. The first one um, that I list is this uncertainty will never end. My disappointment is too big. I'm alone. 
change is bad. Oh, that's huge. That's a really mm-hmm. big one because we have this like change is hard, change is bad, but it's really not either good or bad. It's just a mixture of it's both. Just change. It's just change. It's just change, right? Um, okay. Then the next lie is I can make new friends right away. That's interesting. And it was super, super specific, but I actually found that as we were slowly coming out of that season, I had to be intentional and like notice other people around me. That's a lie. Um, I'll never find my way around this new town. I can unpack everything today. I'll get to this later. (laughs) We're only here temporarily. It's not worth investing. Um, yeah. So that chart is there. Um, which is a really good marker to look back and see my growth. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I, yeah, that's what I was believing. Yeah. And to be out like, I love, that's what I, I love talking to people who have written books about difficult seasons because they're almost always like they're on the other side and they're like, I, like, yes, I'm thankful to share my story, but also how cool to just have like this documentation of this is what I was believing and look what God has done and yeah. look how he has yeah. grown me. Uh, I definitely want to yeah. like circle back to talking about feeling alone when you're in transition. So I mean, mm-hmm. I've never experienced necessarily a transition of that magnitude, but even transitioning from mm-hmm. no kids to one kid, one kid to two yeah. kids, one of those kids being in school, like that's transition and that's change. Your friendships yeah. change, your time changes, and that can be hard. And I think if, I think that people listening can probably tend to feel like, okay, she was homeless. Like that's this huge, hard transition. But the reality is, is that those small transitions are hard and God really cares are. about them and is in them and yes, wants to and, like and dispel I lies. And I really believe that God allows them because he's trying to grow something in us that mm-hmm. he cannot otherwise do. And so it's, I mean, yeah, so you, so you, like you're saying, so many moms go through transition because kids change and they change yeah. so fast and they are ever changing. I mean, it's like you have a newborn one day and then the next day it feels like they're six months old and everything's different. Yes. And everything you were doing when they were a newborn is not what you're doing when they're six months or a year or two years. And that first two years of their life is crazy. And then you have all these milestones. The first one going to kindergarten, that was huge. Oh, Hopefully. mine starts kindergarten in the fall. I'm not ready. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so hard. So, uh, yes, you are never alone in any of that. And I think that is a beautiful thing about having community, but also just the Lord working deep inside of your heart to say, I'm no longer living for myself. So I can open my eyes even in a difficult season and find somebody who is struggling more than I am. And I can, I can pull them up. I can draw them in. I can, you know, whatever, or just, just as moms, finding those moms that you can do life together and really share openly, freely, no filter, just, just, you know, just kind of get into your season and no, you know, or whatever. But I think I just learned that change, change isn't bad. It's just hard. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not really like it's good or bad, but it's some right, kind right. of a mixture of both. And so for me, and also just because it's human nature, it's we're creatures of habit. And so most often people resist change and that yes. comes naturally to us. And then it like makes it more difficult. Right? Because you're fighting yourself. <laughs> right, you're exactly. Like, oh, oh, wait. No, I'm, I'm not working with you, God, in all of right. this. I'm actually fighting you in this, which comes more naturally. But um, whether it's uncomfortable or painful, it doesn't make it bad. It's just that our attitude and perspective 
are the better indicator of how we are going to grow through the change. Mm -hmm. I always like to say we don't go through life, we grow through life. Mm -hmm. And that's just the journey that God has put us on because we're constantly every day more like him, you know? Right. Absolutely. That's so good. And I also, I really love what you said about like find like reaching out and finding somebody else and like how often we make it about us. I mean, I like I feel like I can talk about this because I know I'm bad about it. You know what I mean? Like I, like this isn't a <laughs> yeah. judgment call. I can be like solidarity. Yeah. I'm real bad about that. Like when things are hard, uh it, it that's like the human nature is you just yeah. kind of turn inward and you go mm-hmm. into survival mode or whatever. And what a game changer it would be when crap is hard. If we were still yeah. looking outwards, I think that that would be, yeah, I think that would change everything. It does. It really does. That's all about perspective. It's that, can I put on this lens that life is not all about me? Mm. I wasn't created to live for me in the first place. And so everywhere I am, everything I'm doing, and I, I tell a story about, you know, going to Target and going to that same checkout person every single time because what's so debilitating about change and transition oftentimes is that loneliness. Mm-hmm. But so many times people are looking for you to start to initiate and make that connection. And so something yeah. as simple as I'm in a different Target, I'm going to go to the same checkout, the same person and check out with her every single time. And I'm going to learn her name and I'm going to ask her how she's doing. I want to hear the grandkids' names. Mm-hmm. I want to see going on she wants to know what I'm buying and what I'm using it for before long I'm showing her pictures of my house like yes. I bought the throw and it's gonna go in my living room look at this Yvonne yes. and and you make that connection and it's and you were struggling like you were like drowning yes. but you were yes. like putting this lens on of I'm gonna love this other person well if, yes. if for no other reason like yes it cultivates community and yes it's the way we were like made to function but also it just forces you to stop being so selfish oh you I was you literally took the words out of my it, mouth like, forces I was gonna say it. Yeah, I mean, you can say all day long, kindness matters or, you know, or, you know, the key to connection is whatever. But at the end of the day, I will be selfish Mm -hmm. unless I do small things every single day where I thought of somebody else, whether it's whether it's grabbing my husband's latte after I take the kids to school or whether it's just in those small, small everyday moments that you decide I'm not going to be thinking about myself right now. Yes. Yeah. And even if you're struggling, even if things are even hard, tr- even it, in the hard that season, is more, the best more, time to do it. More in the hard season because what I learned through that is, is I was not a victim. The mm. Lord was working it for mm. my good. And so if I can come into agreement with what he was trying to do in that season, then I go, oh, okay, this whole like, you know, I – whatever kind of status I thought I had in the world, but now we're living in a hotel or something. It's like, oh, okay, you're trying to get me out of me and get these idols mm. out of me. You're trying to do it. So when we come into agreement with what he wants to do, it, we grow exponentially faster. Yes, I love we, that. Like once you're in Christ, you can't be a victim to your life anymore. No. It's literally you, not possible. No, because he because the invitation to follow him is to come and die. Yes. 
exactly <laughs> that like, it literally like you've are it's done like and he's yeah. in control and it like yeah. his plan is good even when it feels like yeah. junk you know like yeah you cannot be a victim to your life it's no longer things are happening to you they're happening for you like you cannot yeah. function that way and be in christ it yeah. just is yeah. paradoxical right I love 100%. that. I love that. 100%. So you use this phrase in a blog of yours that I read about hope breaks through. And I like, I love that so much. So, like God is going to bust through the lies. He's going to bust through like what you consider bad circumstances yeah. and bring us hope. Mm-hmm. Like what in those moments where you were like making friends with target cashiers and your kids were telling <laughs> like the Walmart checkout that you were homeless. Like what did hope show up in the form of? Um, honestly, it looked like grief. And so I want to kind of go there, but I, I go to counseling. So I have, I have a therapist I've been in counseling for the last three years. It's been the best thing that I've ever done just to invest in myself and feel my feelings. Yeah, we're big fans of counseling here at the Crappy Christian Podcast. We're big fans of everybody. If you're human, you qualify for counseling. I think everybody needs therapy. You qualify for help. So you cannot experience the fullness of joy without feeling all of your grief. You cannot experience the fullness of hope without fully experience your own hopelessness in the moment. And so when you have that feeling of, I am totally hopeless, this is not going to get better. It's not going to end. I do not know what tomorrow holds in that moment. The first, the first piece of that for me was always feeling those feelings. Mm. And now with that comes, are my feelings truth? And so you feel all those feelings. You go all the way. You go You go low. You go, I am sobbing on the floor of this hotel bathroom, <laughs> wondering what tomorrow will bring. I literally cannot stop crying. I am totally broken and shaken to my core. And and in that moment, feeling all of the all of that grief and that fullness of grief and saying, okay, now what is the truth? Mm. The truth is that hope isn't a place. Hope isn't a circumstance. Hope is a person. Dang. Yes. And he, and he's there. Yeah. And he's there and he's always there. Yes. And so hope breaking through is feeling that hopelessness to its maximum and and opening that door to say, is there a crack? Is there a little bit of light we can let through here? It always comes in the form of a person. Mm. It's not because our lives aren't tethered to location or circumstance. And they're, you know, we are, we are human no matter where we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and we're his no matter where we are. We're his. We belong to him. And everything he's done for us, we have full access to in our darkest, in our best, always. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That was so good. Sometimes I have to try not to, like, yell in my closet because I'm, like, <laughs> people are, like, dropping so much. Truth. I'm, like, don't yell into the mic. Like, don't it's yell. <laughs> so good. Like, it's so true that even in the darkest. So I have a, I have a Harry Potter tattoo. 
have a tattoo that says Lumos. Nice. Because I love that quote of, and I mean, yeah. obviously, J.K. Rowling did not write it about Christ, but I've made it about Christ. That, like, even, yeah. like, happiness yeah. can be found in the darkest of times if someone will just turn on yeah. the light. Like, I, and we yeah. have this unrestricted access to the light. And I we think, do. I love what you said about feeling those things, like, we were created with emotions. Like, God created emotions. He, yeah. Jesus grieved. Jesus, like, was yeah. sad about, he literally didn't want to go to the cross. Like, he asked yeah. to not have to do it. And I think that sometimes we try, we try to, like, stifle that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it like. The hope of the world. Right. I mean, the thing is, is, I, I think that with some of the, the happy words like hope or joy, we we think that we're only going to feel a certain way. We're only going to feel like sunshine and rainbows and hearts and and it's going to be that way. But but the reality is is it sounds and it looks a little bit more like grief. And when it's somewhere in the collision of those emotions, it's in in the bad feelings, the good feelings. It's feelings aren't good or bad. Same with change. It's an empty vessel. It's what you make it. Mm-hmm. And so those those feelings. I mean, you, you feel them, but, but they come in, in fullness, yes. they come in fullness and yes. experiencing that in full gives you, you know, it, it, it was hope, but it looked like grief and right. it sounds like crying all by yourself in the bathroom or in your closet. And or like God was in, in, just line. was in that with you. Like he was like, yeah, yeah I get it. I get that this sucks. Yeah. yeah. But you have to stand on the truth that I'm in it with you. I'm still here yeah. and I have good plans. And I yeah. love that. I think that we all sometimes feel like we need permission to yeah. be emotional beings. And yeah. I love reminding myself, myself as like an Enneagram eight who struggles with feelings. I love reminding yeah. myself that like God created me for emotion. Yeah. Um, like good or bad. Like not just the good ones. Like he didn't just right. create me for like happiness. Like yeah. he knows that grief is a part of the story. And I think when we don't lean yeah. into those things, exactly what you said, we rob ourselves of experiencing the fullness of hope and joy and like the ones that we've deemed quote unquote right. good. Right. I love that. Yeah. That's so good. Okay. So if you could go back. And or if you could sit down and have, like, coffee with someone who is in a difficult season of transition, big or small. Right. This episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast is sponsored by Magnolia, Inc. Apparently, nobody knows that I make my actual dollars by doing brand and website design work. So I figured, hey, why not sponsor my own podcast and get the word out? I am obsessed with having the opportunity to come up beside dreamers and entrepreneurs and create a brand and an internet presence that will eventually be the foundation their business can stand on. So if you have an idea or, I mean, if you have an existing brand or site that you hate, you need to give your girl a shout. You can find my portfolio and how to get in touch at www.magnolia-inc.com. Or you can always shoot me a DM on Instagram and we can chat about what would be the best fit for you. You can find me at the girl named Blake. On with the show. What 
would be like the big thing that you would want to like you know like like grab her face or like no like this is the truth yeah oh man there's so there's so much I want to say I think I would want to of course the pep talk me would want to say you can do hard things you can get through this this is going to end it's going to be okay it might not be joyful but it will be okay I mean, my pep talk self wants to say that at at the same token, my challenger self wants to say, who are you becoming? Mm. Who are you becoming? What, what is, what's going on inside of you? And who are you becoming? Because that is always, that's about you. That's about you growing. And that, that's the only thing you have control over ever. Mm. And so what is going on inside of you? Nobody can ever make an assumption about what's going on inside of you. Mm-hmm. And so the more I have found in those hard times that it was for my good, it was for me to grow. It was for me to become who I needed to become. Mm-hmm. Even in those seasons, looking back and going, Oh, the lessons I learned in that hard season and that hard season and that hard season made me who I needed to be now. Absolutely. for this." And so it, it builds on each other like that. And so when you when you can equally make life not about you at all, right. but also all about you too. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah. Relinquish control because I trust God. I can relinquish control because I have no control over anything, over circumstances, over what next job my husband's going to have or where we're going to live or if this offer on this house is going to fall through or mm-hmm. if I'm going to have to... Um, make home in a hotel or, you know, or I'm going to have to, you know, or whatever, say, who am I becoming? Who do I want to be? Who do I want to be? Who's he making me to be? And so that really, for me, was a huge foundation because in that, in that whole season, um, I came to that season being a home expert, being a home decor blog, which I am. I'm a like it to know it. We're tagging throw pillows and rub your 12 bucks today at Target. And so I came like, you don't know how to fold a fitted sheet. That's me. But that was really a beautiful thing because that season went, oh, you know, home could have easily been an idol. I could have easily said it's only this one definition and nothing else that God wants to show me about this. Like, this is who I am. Like, I think so often it's him stripping away something that we've put in place of who we really are. Yes. Uh, uh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, so there's, there's the pep talk and then they're saying there's, there's, and then they're saying, wait, where's the hard question? Yeah. And I think it's kind of both because there will be seasons that nobody will do that for you, but you, Yes, nobody will do that for you, but you, and you have to see both angles. You have to say, pat on the back. I'm doing great. You're awesome. And it's somewhere in between sometimes I'm enough and sometimes I can do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Play both sides of the coin and have that self-awareness and discernment to Lord, what's this season again? Is it I'm enough because because of the work that you did on the cross and because of who I am and who you say I am and I'm enough. And when I go to bed, it's no matter what was done or left undone, right. I'm enough. Right. And so there's that. And then there's the other season that I could have done that better. That mm. was not, that didn't represent you well. Mm. I don't want to do that. I got to own that. I got to say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I have to, you know, I blew up at my sister-in-law the other week and I had to own it. And I had yeah. to say, I'm sorry, I blew yeah. up at you and I freaked out at you and I'm okay now. And tended to some things in my heart that were obviously an issue and that was not your fault. Yes. And so 
it's it's both. It's saying sometimes I'm enough, but sometimes I can be better. And so, so who you're becoming is always the other side of the coin for me in transition or in a hard season or in a tough time, whether it's just stinking tough to take your first kid to kindergarten and yes. hard to let them go and hard to see them be independent. You know, it's who am I becoming? Well, I'm seeing that I just get to steward them and I don't own them. You know, what? whatever it is that God wants to work inside of you, those hard seasons are are where you grow. Yes. I, I love I love that question. Like, who are you becoming? Like, I look back at difficult seasons and difficult situations and I think about, like, sitting across from that girl and being like, either who are you becoming or girl, like, let me just tell you who you're becoming. Like, mm-hmm. this is hard and this sucks and it's heartbreaking, but who God is going to walk out the other side is one step closer to who he's like created you to be is one step closer to this perfect expression of himself through you. And I love like looking like that turns the way we look at difficult seasons on its head. A hundred percent. And I don't necessarily expect people to like in the moment. God, that's so hard. It's so hard when things are rough. Like if your marriage is falling apart your kids are like you are oh my gosh my identities and my kids what do I do with that in that moment it's so hard to be like okay like who is God making me but if you can just like slip that question in I think just a little bit oh yeah because if you don't have to do that hindsight you will learn so much more if you can in the moment in the moment yes and if you can receive if you can receive feedback like that from other people, if you can let people speak into who you are in the moment, it's so much different. It's so much different because you go from feeling really stuck to all of a sudden, okay, we're going to get unstuck. Yeah. You know, um, my favorite, if you're in a season that's like, um, I'll use that word again, you're super stuck and it's like I can't go forward or backward and I feel like I'm growing and I feel like this is happening. My favorite question for that is what's the next thing? Mm. Because I'm, I, I'm becoming who God's making me to be. So God, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the first step? What's mm-hmm. the, you know, and sometimes he he wants to birth a, a really huge vision, but like, that's great. But what's the first step? What's right, the next? Exactly. What's yeah. the, I always say like, what's How, the next best step? Yeah. What's like, the next best step? What's, yeah. What's it's the probably first step a baby in the right step. direction? It's so small. It's so small. But baby All steps still time. move you forward. I think we that's forget that. Cool. Yeah. And okay. it's okay to grow slow. Yeah. Yeah. Great. It is okay yeah. To grow yeah. slow. Honestly, yeah. I think it's best to grow slow. Like, if we just talk uh, yeah. about growth for a second, like, think about, like, our kids. Our kids, when they hit, like, really huge growth spurts. Like, I have friends whose kids had to, like, have medical intervention because they grew so fast. Their bodies couldn't handle it. Yeah. Or, like, I, yeah. my friends and I always say, I would never want to go viral. Going viral sounds terrifying to me because you just have this influx of people and you're so vulnerable to like negativity and like people are like nitpicking you to death. I want to grow slow. I want to grow slow in my ministry. I want to grow slow in who I am in Christ because like those baby steps still move you forward and still move you towards what it has for you, but maybe just not at a breakneck speed would be great. (laughs) 
Right, right. Because moving forward sounds really different for everybody. Right. It sounds really different. There's no cookie cutter and there's no like, you know, you know, moving forward is one thing for you and a different thing for me. And that's the way it's supposed to be. That's, you know, it's not it. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yes, exactly. I love that we like closed out talking about growth because we're all like, I mean, whether you're pursuing growth in your business or just like as a person, as a mom, as a friend, like we always want to be better. Like I want to be there. I want to be what I imagined myself to be as a mom. And instead of like keeping my eyes fixated on this like end goal, if I can put my eyes on Christ and put my eyes on like the next best step that's in front of me, I'm going to look around and be way closer to it than I was when I started taking baby steps, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I love that. So at the end of the show, we do like rapid fire questions. Um, okay. The first one is what is your Enneagram type? Nine wing one. Nine wing one. That's what my husband is. Really? I love me some peacemakers. I'm an eight. <laughs> so I love, I need, I need, I say I love, I love peacemakers, but I also need peacemakers because I'm a challenger. Right? <laughs> right? Yes. The I world needs what you have. Yes. Right. What is something that can always pull you out of a funk? Uh, Starbucks. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think that's I my know. answer a lot of the time too. I just need a good Starbucks <laughs> drive through. That's right. Um, what is the last thing you watched on TV? A Million Little Things. Oh, is it good? It is so good. Okay, it's this like is, a new show, um, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. it's new-ish. It reminds me so much of Friends. So it's just in Ooh. its first season. It's about grief. There's suicide. There's um, love triangles and mysteries and whatever. But it's um, it's been been nice and deep yeah i've seen the commercials for it and was like i I might not hate that i might i'm real picky about my tv shows though (laughs) i tend to just fall back on seinfeld and it's fine (laughs) right always always seinfeld always always uh well to close this out can you tell people where to find and follow you yeah that's great you can find me online at my website brooksailor.com or on instagram and i'm there every day oversharing on Instagram <laughs> stories especially um, at Brooke Sailor and then also I'm on like to know it posting three times a day so if you want to shop my house shop outfits whatever we're there every day um, I've kind of pulled a little away from Facebook and Twitter but I yeah. would say if you really want to get the real <laughs> me all day every day we're on Instagram yeah I, everybody's on Instagram now. Instagram. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we'll link to all of that stuff in your show notes, which you can always find at confessionsofacrappychristian.com. Brooke, thank you so much. This was such an incredible conversation. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Confessions of a Crappy Christian podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast and you can find the show notes and more information about the show at confessionsofacrappychristian.com. I'll see y'all next week.
Start a rewarding new career right away. Giant Eagle has immediate openings for supermarket positions, including curbside roles, get-go positions, pharmacy technicians, and warehouse workers. To find your new job and get hired in as little as one day, visit jobs.gianteagle.com.